Welcome back to Read Into Something, or a friendly thanks for joining us if you haven't listened before. We're about to start another fun Read Into Something podcast brought to you by the Stone County Library inside Alice's office at the Crane Branch. As always, I'm Alice, the branch manager. At my side is Winky, my mostly silent but intuitive co-host and the library mascot. Give him a shout out, Wink. We finally made it out of 2020. It was one heck of a year, and I think there are a lot of low points no one ever wants to rehash again. That's why today I'm bringing you some feel-good stories of happy and heartwarming things that happened last year. Maybe it will open our eyes and help us realize good things are actually everywhere. Buckle in and hang on, because in a moment, we're going to explore the positive. I don't know about everyone else, but it seemed like every month last year something crazy happened that derailed my plans or created some pretty extreme inconveniences. I've been leery of trusting 2021, but I don't want to overshadow it with negative thoughts. Good things happen all the time around us, but they're often shoved out of the way when the news is reported. It's probably because humans are geared to experience fear. It's helped us survive for thousands of years. Some days, you just have to say enough of the bad. Let's find something that shows humans and animals are capable of more than destruction, acting self-centered, or merely living in fear. I scoured the internet to bring you some good news. Let's start with something everyone can get on board with, cookies. In April 2020, Scott McKenzie of Huntington, Pennsylvania, found himself furloughed. So he decided to learn a new skill each week, commendable. He decided to try baking first. He turned out some chocolate chip cookies that people claimed were tasty, but he had a friend, Jeremy Urich, who stated he could do better. So the two had a cookie showdown. The mayor of their town was invited to pick the best cookie. Ironically, neither of them won. One of Urich's former students took the honors. What to do with the leftover cookies? They were donated to essential workers who were happy to accept the goodies. The two friends decided to start a baking group called Cookies for Caregivers to get more cookies to the essential workers. After just a few days, they had 100 bakers ready to help. In eight months, they've delivered approximately 15,600 cookies to first responders, hospital workers, and schools. If you want to check out more of their activities, they have a public Facebook group. Just search for Cookies for Caregivers. Here's an interesting story. The Cherokee Nation in Oklahoma has dedicated funds to opening a hospital for training Native American doctors on a reservation. Bill John Baker, a former principal chief of the Cherokee Nation, presented his idea to the Tribal Council. They were able to partner with Oklahoma State University for the project. They were excited to bring this opportunity to Oklahoma. Less than half of 1% of physicians can claim tribal blood. Their new hospital will be open this year after being delayed by COVID, but they've already admitted their inaugural class. You have goat to be kidding me. No, really, here's a story about a goat that's traveled 60,000 miles, not on her own four hooves. Frankie is a six-year-old Nigerian pygmy cross who rides across country in a travel trailer with her owners, Kate and Chad Battles. Frankie and her human parents have traveled to both coasts and have enjoyed many state and national parks. She loves roaming beaches, mountains, lakes, and even caves. Kate says they haven't missed any travel opportunities this year due to the virus as they like to camp in out-of-the-way places. They plan to take Frankie on a tour of the Southwest next. Say, what do you get when you ask a goat to be the DJ at your party? A sick bleat. 
You can never strike out when you're helping people in need. 12-year-old Tommy Romberg made a bet for one of his friend's birthdays that lacked a little party fun after a Dureco storm hit their town. A Dureco, by the way, is a straight-line windstorm that accompanies thunderstorms. The winds were reported to be up to 140 miles per hour that day. The Rombergs didn't have any damage to their home, but as Tommy and his family were driving through the broken remains of their town, he realized he could make bats from fallen limbs and raise money for charity to help those down on their luck. He's made 1,500 bats since the storm in August and raised $2,500, all while still going to school in person and online. Now for a whale of a tale. On December 2nd, a metro train went off the rails in a Netherlands suburb of Rotterdam right before midnight. The only person on board was the driver. He would have crashed probably to his death if not for a giant whale fluke sculpture made by Martin Struasia. The sculpture, called Saved by the Whale's Tail, is 32 feet tall. The train ran right onto it and came to a stop. The driver was able to leave the train on his own and had no injuries. There are actually a pair of the whale tails on site. They were constructed in 2002 near the barrier at the end of the rail line. There was obviously some kind of fluke in the train's braking system. <laughs> in Texas, there's an animal rescue called Safe in Austin. It's operated by Jamie Wallace Grinner. She discovered how rewarding and miraculous the relationship between her autistic son and his service dog could be. She and her husband purchased a ranch in Leander, Texas, where they hoped to rescue animals in need and open their sanctuary to children with special needs as well. The organization's goal is to rescue animals from severe abuse or neglect, rehabilitate and rehome the ones that are able, and offer a safe and loving forever home for the rest. After rehabilitation, the animals are introduced to kids who might have also suffered abuse, neglect, and special needs. The animals offer unconditional love for their young caretakers. Many of the animals have injuries that would have made living normal lives impossible, but it's safe in Austin they can live their best lives while teaching the kids compassion, hope, and responsibility. The ranch is home to 20 dogs, 14 cats, 8 horses, 32 goats, 4 rabbits, 3 tortoises, 1 parrot, 4 turkeys, numerous chickens, 18 pigs, and 4 cows, and probably a partridge in a pear tree. That's a whole lot of love to be shared. Sometimes old is new again. Professor Brandon Wolf of Brooklyn sat in his neighborhood with a vintage royal typewriter and helped his neighbors write letters to loved ones. He called his project The Console, short for Consolation. He sat out for about two hours several days each week. The project idea was to bring people together in spite of the pandemic. Who expects to get a letter these days when a text or an email will reach your friends and family so much sooner? Over the course of a month, Wolf helped compose over 50 letters. Some were dictated. Others, he offered advice for making the flow smoother and more prose-like. Some days, he only had one person at a time. At different times, there were socially distanced lines. Wolf views mailboxes as lonely objects, kind of like people who are stuck in quarantine. But a letter can bring people together across long or short distances and offer something to look forward to in uncertain times. On another literary note, the actors from the Lord of the Rings movies are attempting to buy the home where J.R.R. Tolkien wrote The Hobbit and its sequels. Ian McClellan, known for his role as Gandalf, and several other members of the cast and hands involved in the movies are crowdfunding to buy the house and restore it to the way it looked when the author lived there in the 30s and 40s. 
If their plan works, they're going to have the house renovated with a guest room themed from various cultures from Tolkien's works. They intend to have writing seminars, special programs, retreats, and cultural events. They can accomplish this with $6.6 million. In early December, they were about 10% of their goal. You can visit the site and donate if you like at projectnorthmore.org. There are several tiers for donations, and they're grateful for any amount. I'll stick a link up on the Twitter page so you can check it out. If they don't reach the total amount needed to purchase and renovate, they still intend to use the funds to promote the knowledge and appreciation of Tolkien's works and those of his friends, his fellow Inklings, and promoting arts, crafts, and literature through creative writing, film, and other means. Sounds like a goal worthy of honoring an odd band of allies dedicated to dropping a ring into a volcano to me. Nothing goes better with a book than a nice cup of tea. A once Olympic hopeful who took a spill that left her unable to walk, repurposed her life, and now owns a shop dedicated to her second passion, tea. Cup of Tea, Taylor Lindsay Noel's brainchild, came about after she went to college and majored in television and radio. She hosted a radio show called Tea Time with Tay that brewed into a business of organic tea blends and tea accessories. On an even more flavorful note, $1 for each of her sales goes to a starter kit that benefits mental health causes. And to her great surprise, Cup of Tea was noticed by Oprah's offices and made the holiday list of Oprah's favorite things. It seems like a cup of tea really can make everything better, as all tea drinkers know. I have one more story for you that kind of hits close to home. You may have heard Winky's story about being a breeder dog from Puerto Rico. One of the best days of our lives was when we rescued Wink from a life of living only to make puppies. They say rescue dogs have the most love to give. One little chihuahua from New York won the American Humane Hero Dog of the Year for the big heart in her tiny body. At only four pounds, Mackenzie mothers all kinds of rescue animals. Born with a cleft palate that left her a rescue dog who needed to be tube-fed every day, she's cared for hundreds of other baby animals born with defects. She suffered from aspiration pneumonia much of her young life, but even sick, she wanted to be involved with the other rescue animals. When she turned one year old, she was able to have cleft palate surgery and could finally eat and drink on her own, but lost her ability to bark. Despite that, she has a career in going to different schools and teaching kids that even disabled animals are worthy of our love and care. No matter what size or species, Mackenzie cuddles and cares for her fellow living creatures, setting a good example for the rest of us and being more than man's best friend. I hope these little blurbs of good news brighten your day and remind you that there's more to life than doom and gloom playing on television and social media. Good news is always there if you look for it. Kind of like a bad joke. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? One's really heavy, and the other is a little lighter. Let's take a look at some of the upcoming releases for January. The Umbrella Lady by V.C. Andrews Left on a train platform in a strange village, Saffron Andrews is certain her father will return shortly, just like he promised. She holds out hope even as the hours pass and the station grows dark. When a strange old woman with a large umbrella approaches and inquires about her situation, Saffron doesn't immediately trust the imposing do-gooder, but with the chances of her father returning growing slimmer, she agrees to rest at the old woman's house. Her stay was supposed to be for a few minutes, hours at most, but soon Saffron realizes she's been confined to a house of dark secrets and is now at the mercy of the enigmatic Umbrella Lady. The Survivors by Jane Harper Kieran Elliott's life changed forever on the day a reckless mistake led to devastating consequences. The guilt that still haunts him resurfaces during a visit with his young family to the small coastal community he once called home. 
Kieran's parents are struggling in a town where fortunes are forged by the sea. Between them all is his absent brother, Finn. When a body is discovered on the beach, long-held secrets threaten to emerge. A sunken wreck, a missing girl, and questions that have never washed away. Irish Parade Murder by Leslie Meyer When a brash new reporter is implicated in the murder of a corrections officer, Lucy Stone uncovers a bizarre mystery while interviewing a stranger whose revelations change everything for Lucy's family. Here are a couple of upcoming nonfiction. You Never Forget Your First by Alexis Coe. George Washington was raised by a struggling single mother, demanded military promotions, and caused an international incident. But after he married Martha, everything changed. Washington became the kind of man who hated to leave home. He took up arms against the British only when there was no other way, though he lost more battles than he won. After an unlikely victory in the Revolutionary War cast him as the nation's hero, he was desperate to retire, but the founders pressured him into the presidency, twice. He left the highest office heartbroken over the partisan nightmare his backstabbing cabinet had created. With irresistible style and warm humor, You Never Forget Your First combines rigorous research and lively storytelling that will have readers, including those who thought presidential biographies were just for dads, inhaling every page. True Believer, The Rise and Fall of Stan Lee Stan Lee was one of the most beloved and influential entertainers of the 20th century. He served as head editor of Marvel for three decades and launched more pieces of internationally recognizable intellectual property than anyone other than Walt Disney. On top of that, his Carnival Barker marketing prowess more or less single-handedly saved the comic book industry and superhero fiction. But Lee's unprecedented career was also filled with spectacular failures, controversy, and bitter disputes. Lee was dogged by accusations from key collaborators such as Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko over who really created Marvel's signature characters and iconic figures. A major business venture, Stan Lee Media, resulted in stock manipulation, bankruptcy, and criminal charges. And in his final years, after the death of his beloved wife Joanne, rumors swirled that Lee was a virtual prisoner in his own home, beset by abusive grifters and issuing cryptic video recordings as a battle to control his fortune and legacy ensued. One last thing before we go. In the Stone County Library system, we do our best to keep our patrons informed and enjoying the free services we provide. One of these services is the Tumble Book Library. Use it for independent reading, group activities, story time, lessons, and more. As a digital library of animated talking picture books, it has the added bonus of being accessible 24-7 from any device with an internet connection. The collection serves to enhance and support your collection of physical books. From home, Tumble Books provides children with a huge library of books at their fingertips anytime they want. There are many regular nonfiction titles about science, geography, mathematics, history, and more. In addition, there are lots of nonfiction inspired storybooks, as well as books which teach valuable life lessons. Exchange after school cartoons with after school Tumble Books, Quiet Time Before Bed. You can even use Tumble Books on road trips. Tumble Books is a great way to enhance family literacy and at home reading. Best of all, because the collection is digital, there's an unlimited number of copies of each title. Books are never checked out, never on hold, never damaged, and never have apple juice spilled on them. You can visit the site with your Stone County Library card. Visit stonecountylibrary.org, click on the Resources drop-down menu, and select Digital Resources. Don't forget to visit the Stone County Library Facebook page where you can stay up-to-date on news and activities and interact with the other library patrons. And please visit the podcast Twitter page. Come find us at twitter.com slash sclcpodcast 
for podcast updates, interesting links, pictures of Winky, and book-related memes. Once again, thank you for joining us. On the next episode, I have a special presentation for you. Allow me to introduce disastrously unskilled podcast chef, aka me. I'm going to talk you through an interesting recipe that I found on the internet and find out if I can learn to cook and is the recipe I'm making really worth cooking. Don't forget, if you like reading into something, please leave us a rating or a review. It means a lot to us. Until we meet again, Alice and Winky signing off. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to Alice and not necessarily to her employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual.